Are you looking for a new kind of talk show? One that motivates and encourages you to follow your passions? Welcome to the Foxworth Theory with Eugenia Foxworth. You'll hear from a variety of guests from all walks of life. Now, here is your host, Eugenia Foxworth. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Foxworth Theory. I am your host, Eugenia Foxworth, and we've got a fantastic line up, a show actually lined up today for you. This show is about art, entertainment, fashion, and business. And we will interview the movers and the shakers worldwide, and we will allow them to tell their stories. Solio curates entertaining and informative events, exhibitions, and cultural programs. He has collaborated with noteworthy institutions and brands, including the New York Public Library, the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture, the Museum of Arts and Design, Columbia University, Barnard College, Newark Museum of Arts, Leslie Lohman Museum of Art, and AARP. Saleo's work has been widely covered in outlets, including the Associated Press, the New York Times, the New Yorker, NBC, and more. Please join me to welcome Saleo. And I hope I'm saying your name correctly. It's unusual and very artistic. Please welcome Soleo to the Foxworth Theory. Thank you for having me. You, you, you can say uh, it's uh, Soleo. Soleo. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Where were you born and where were you raised? Yes, yeah, so... I'm a native New Yorker, like the disco song. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm aware of Bree because there's not a lot of natives. So I was born in Washington Heights and uh, raised partially in Washington Heights and then Harlem. And you were in Harlem. Yes. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's, I love Harlem. And um mm -hmm. uh, I do. I, I spend a lot of time in Harlem. My office is in Harlem. Great. So that's a village that never quits. Yes. So, <laughs> so why is art so passionate to you? Um, art in all of its disciplines is important to me because it's about expression. Um, that's how I first learned to express myself was creatively. Um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a photographer and then a writer. Um, and then I got into the visual art um, after the passing of my brother, Glenn Spook White. Um, he was murdered. And so he was an artist at the time. And when he was creating art, I didn't pay much attention to it. I knew he did it, but um, it wasn't until he passed. And then I met my partner, Bo McCall, who's an artist. And I was like, wow, I have these two artists around me. I'd love to, you know, create a platform for them. And that's how I sort of fell into curating. 
So what noteworthy brands and institutions um, have you collaborated with or they with you? Yes, I think you mentioned a lot of them at the top. Um, you know, I've been fortunate to work with the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture for, um, for several different projects. So that's been a, a, a long running relationship. And then um, Newark Arts. So the exhibition, you know, Dionne Warwick, Queen of Twitter, is uh, the second project that I'm doing with Newark Arts. And it's always a pleasure working with them. Um, they're so passionate about the Newark arts scene, and I, I love being able to be immersed in, in that community. Okay, and what exactly is the, here I go, butchering your name again, <laughs> the, the Solio Enterprise? Um, it's it, it's pretty much everything that that I do um, as a one man band. <laughs> so whether it's um, events or public programs or exhibitions, it just or it, writing, it just houses all of my creative uh, enterprises. <laughs> well, how does it function? It through me. <laughs> oh. so, so you know. All through me, whatever opportunities come my way or that I actively pursue, um, yeah. Well, this is very interesting because if it's all through you, you are really rocking because uh, in this day and age, to have an artist that has maintained, I salute you. Thank you. And so you actually interviewed Donda West, the late mother of rapper Kanye West. What was that like? You know, I was a college student at the time. And um, when I interviewed her, you know, I was excited to interview her. She's the mother of Kanye West, superstar. Um, I had, you know, it was the last interview she did. And two days later, she passed. So it was just really cool to speak to her, to learn about who she was, sort of the woman behind the man, because she managed him. And she was just so warm and um, just lovely. And you can tell the love that she had for her son. Um, so yeah, to, to have the last interview with her before she passed, I felt a responsibility to make sure that that was represented in the right hands and got with the right publication. And so Sister to Sister Magazine published the interview in full, um, which I was grateful for because there were other outlets that wanted it, but they wanted to, you know, make it 300 words or something. I'm like, no, this is someone's mother. It's her last words. It needs to all be laid out. How did you meet her? I mean, this is you know, so I interesting. Did yeah, so I did um, college radio. So I was a journalist before getting into art. So I did college radio at Brown University. And I believe the interview was for the radio, for my radio show at the time. Um, but then when it came out that she passed, I said, well, no, I, I would like to get in a bigger platform so more people can uh, uh, listen, to the, experience it, you know, hear the interview, uh, read it. Um, so yeah, I think I just reached out to her. I'm not sure exactly how with whom, but she responded or her team responded and said, sure, I'll do an interview for a college radio station. <laughs> oh, that's great. And what year was this? I mean, your, your year where you were a senior, a junior, a freshman. 
oh god um i'm reaching that age where i'm starting not to remember these things <laughs> careful yeah so i think i was um oh, maybe a sophomore i think i don't know <laughs> oh <Uh-oh. laughs> yeah. no maybe, maybe, maybe it was for remembering yeah, I know. I think it was my last year, actually, because my mom has the same year, I believe. And so that was even more important for me to make sure Donda's words were remembered, uh, you know, in a beautiful way because I had just lost my mom. So, yeah, I think it was I think it was a senior. Okay. So how did the death of Donda West impact you? Um, you know, I didn't know her personally, so, you know, um, I can't say that, you know, personally it directly impacted me, but of course, just knowing that, you know, someone lost their life is always sad. And, 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 and then the way that it happened, um, was unfortunate, of course. Um, and then, you know, losing my mom in the same year, um, you know, it just, yeah, it just made me reflect on the importance of mothers and how important they are to our, to our lives and our upbringing. So, yeah. Thank you. So who has been the most exciting interview you've had? Um, I think um, uh, I loved interviewing uh, Sarah Dash and Melvin Van Peebles, um, and those are two people who passed recently. And Melvin was so funny and kooky and <laughs> just, you know, Mr. Rebel. So I love that. And Sarah was so warm. Again, sort of reminded me of my mom, had a very warm and motherly um, uh, energy to her. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, miss them both. Okay, so tell me a little about uh, on the A with Solio, a new venture you have embarked on. So this is that's from my journalism days when I used to uh, I had a syndicated column that ran on about seven outlets. So it ran on Huffington Post and Ebony and Soul Train and Amsterdam News and Rolling Out. So it was syndicated (laughs) and I would cover arts and culture in New York City and beyond. So it was a great way for me to, you know, spotlight um, emerging talent as well as more established um, stars and projects. So it was fun until I got tired of it, tired of meeting deadlines and didn't want that in my life anymore. (laughs) Are you a Gemini? No, I'm a, I'm July 23rd. So I'm a, I'm on the cusp. I'm a Cancer Leo. Oh. Yeah. It's very interesting, and I'm sorry I didn't meet you running around uh, Harlem. Yeah. Did you? Yes, I would have loved to have met you then. So what is it about the world of entertainment that excites you and makes you want to dive into it as a journalist? Um. So at the time when I, when I was a journalist, it excited me because it was creativity. You know, again, it's the arts, it's the creative arts. And I always love the expression, the freedom that you find in that, um, from literature to movies to visual art. So yeah, it was just exciting. And then, you know, sometimes, you know, as you may, as you can attest, you know, you have these 
uh, red carpet events, if you get invited to the after party, you know, it's fun having the free food. And <laughs> so it's a little fun sometimes. <laughs> right. Well, since you are so such a diversified individual mm-hmm. at artists, but most artists are, you just let yours out and then you toss it away when you, you get bored. What do you love most about what you do? You know, I, what I love most is being able to celebrate people. Um, and that's why I'm so excited with the Dion Warwick Queen of Twitter exhibition, because we get to celebrate Miss Warwick, you know, and being able to celebrate her and also deliver a message through the exhibition um, and then being able to uh you know, give a platform for artists as well. I think it's just the best of all of those worlds. So I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are renewing the relationship with those of us who know of the legends and you're bringing in a fresh look together with it. Yeah, because I didn't want to, you know, uh, do like a full-out retrospective exhibition about her life. I mean, you know, the Grammy Museum, you know, can do that, you know, much better than I could uh, with their resources. But I wanted to come at it from a fresh angle. And the, um, the theme of Newark Arts Festival this year is creative resilience, how we use creativity to surmount life's obstacles and imagine better futures. And Ms. Warwick exemplified that on her Twitter um, page, because everyone loved the sat- the humor, the sassiness, and the inspirational tweets during the COVID-19 pandemic and the civil unrest. So she used that as a way to uplift others. And of course, throughout her career, she has always, um, through music and charitable endeavors, uplifted people. So I think it was a, a, a nice way to, to come at her legacy. And I think it'll appeal to an intergenerational audience, especially a new generation who may not be as familiar as they should be uh, with her legacy. And I think that is very commendable of you for even doing this. I mean, it's it really is. I mean, I'm looking at your style <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, and then I listened to you. I said, he's an old soul, but he's got so many dimensions. Thank now, you. when interviewing someone, are there boundaries for you? Or are all bets on the table? Um, I definitely, I'm not like the gossip blogger. Like that was never my angle. Um, you know, I started writing for Sister to Sister magazine and Jamie Foster Brown, you know, I sort of followed her model um, where, you know, she didn't have to uh, take sort of um, a salacious or any sort of um, sensational, she didn't have to take a sensational angle. Uh, It was more about just coming at the person from, from a human perspective, you know, and tapping and just being human with them and having humility. And so that's what I try to do. Unfortunately, that worked where a lot of interviews, they were able to open up to me and share things that they might not have had I come from a sensational perspective, you know? 
Well, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Ms. Brown. I do know her personally. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she she is a real person and, yes. and, and a wonderful person. Mm -hmm. So at this time, I have to do the one thing that um, most of us do. But before that, now I'll wait for the um, break because I'm jumping the gun. Um, no, not really. I think I really have to do the break. I'll have to come back to you. So stay tuned. The Foxworth Theory will be back and we will be joining Solio. Please come back. Thank you. Welcome to a place where a new chapter in life begins with a dream, where mentors for a lifetime stand before us, but their lessons stay with us forever. Welcome to a place where students meet Madame Curie, M.C. Escher, and Henry David Thoreau, and prepare to make their own marks on history. Welcome to the place where graduates become heroes for the community, and good things happen to people who earn them. Welcome to a whole new world, one student at a time. Welcome to Collin College. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to the Foxworth Theory with Eugenia Foxworth. Now, back to this week's show. Hello, welcome back to the Foxworth Theory. And we are with our guests, Solio and Lavette Ballard has just joined us. So welcome, Lavette. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm a visual artist. Uh, author, curator, educator. Uh, I work in mixed media collage as my main format that I work in. I also do some sculptural work, uh, installation, performance art on occasion. Uh, so, and that's pretty much my life. <laughs> yes, but I do understand having read things about you. You um, were a Yado uh, artist and you were in a line, I mean, which I think is phenomenal with some very famous individuals. Would you like to talk about that? Well, for those that aren't in uh, the arts, Yado is one of the very first artist residencies uh, founded here in the United States. Uh, this residency is for uh, artists, artists working in visual arts like myself, uh, literary artists, uh, uh, theater arts, musical arts, uh, mostly are those that apply to this program. Uh, it is a very 
difficult um, uh, application process, uh, very stringent with who they choose. Uh, they choose anywhere from of 10 to up to a maximum of 30 attendees per season. They have at least up to 3,000 to 5,000 applicants every quarter. Uh, so it was very much an honor to be chosen. Uh, some of the most esteemed uh, people who went that many of your audience would know would be the uh, visual artist, Jacob Lawrence, uh, the writer and director Truman Capote, and uh, one of my favorite uh, alumni, which would be um, Jake um, James Baldwin. So I was in very good company among now being an alumni of the program. Well, this I know is an honor. I was waiting for you to say uh, Baldwin. But there's a list that we would be on the phone for ever, forever and ever. And uh, they, they, they're incredible. Now, you were also, tell me, you were awarded the Emerging Artists of 2020. Yes, yes. Let's talk about that. Uh, the Black Art in America, which is one of the premier uh Black art um, newsletter, websites, forums for the Black arts uh, chose me among 10 others as one of the top emerging artists of the year. Uh, I was very much shocked and surprised and very much honored. Uh, the other artists that I had looked at and admired myself were now being said in the same breath as my own. So that was really, you know, a biggie for me. Uh, you get a lot of attention to yourself that you weren't quite ready for. So um, it was a big leap in my visual artist career. And uh, I've seen your art and it's quite, uh, quite interesting how you have done the collages that's the old person saying collages. <laughs> I know there's a new name, but it's still collages, but they're It's collage. It's thank still collage. You. Oh, thank you, because it's very, because someone said, no, that's not. I said, yes, it is. It's still uh, collage. Yes, and the history that you've woven together is just, um, it's, it's really, it's really wonderful. And oh. uh, Thank you very much. History, uh, especially art history, is very important to me. Uh, and when I decided to work with this particular medium, uh, the some people call it mixed media arts because you're mixing collage and paint. Uh, in my case, I'm also doing some sculptural elements. Uh, I was looking back at people like W.B. Du Bois I admire so much in his writings and how we have to pay homage to the past to appreciate the present. And we have to always uplift ourselves. So uh, any chance or opportunity I'm given to uplift uh, people of color, especially women of color, I'm, you know, going to be first in line to do. 
Thank you. I'm just going to sidestep and give you a little commercial. She also does fences. She paints yes. on the fences. Yeah, that's I know it. too much. If I got it, you know, I, I just love it. So I have a question. Uh, what is your partnership, the partnership between you and Solio on the Dion Warwick project? Well, uh, I was connected with Solio through uh, my PR person, the girl PR, and uh, a mutual friend, Lauren. Um, and I had known of Solio's work for quite a few years, we kind of swim in the same circle. Uh, he, one of his artists that he works with is my mentor, Diane Smith. And so when I was given the opportunity to apply to the Dion Warwick project, uh, it came to me like uh, what I would do like immediate. So it was one of my easiest proposals to write. Uh, mainly because of our connections between myself and Miss Warwick. Uh, when the idea of taking her Twitter, uh, her tweets and choosing one, it was, um, first of all, very difficult because she is hilarious. She's so real, uh, as most Jersey girls are. And she's uh, blatantly honest, truthful, uh, very transparent. And uh, considering I work with history, uh, it was very easy to kind of pick which one uh, that I chose. So, yeah, that was really what was the driving force to connect me with this project. And it's been a pleasure working on it. And Levette, in doing this project with Solio, what did you learn about Dionne Warwick that fascinated you? Uh, well, like I said, we're both Jersey girls. Uh, uh, I, I think what I learned the most is how much a lot of things I've experienced here in New Jersey. And when I used to live as a girl in North Jersey, we both experienced, we both kind of grew up in the church at one point and uh, she still, you know, is very much in the church. I am also, my husband's a minister. Uh, the fact that her first experience singing was in the church. My first artistic experience was in the church. Uh, the fact that uh, she has a lot of connections in East Orange where I was born. Uh, I was born at Eastern General Hospital. And, uh, you know, I remember my aunt even telling me how everyone had a crush on her brother, who sadly was killed in a car, tragic car accident years ago, um, how much she had a crush on him and how charismatic he was. And um, she really connected with her because they went to the same high school and you know, everyone say, oh, Dion, Dion, you know, she was like the homegirl uh, done good. So those were some of the main things that I feel really felt connection there with us. Thank you. Now, this is a question for both of you. 
what do you want people to walk away with after seeing this project for Dion Warren? For both of you. Mm. Well, for me, I just want you um, to kind of experience the same thing I did to see that we're all connected, uh, whether she's a celebrity who lives in a big house on the hill or, you know, is being viewed by millions, billions of people, has this celebrity. She went through a lot of the same experiences that many of us have also gone through. She's had um, great gains and successes. She's had loss. Uh, she's seen what's going on around her. Uh, she's experienced history. Uh, she's made history. So when you look at my installation, I want you to see those connections uh, and take them home with you and get yourself a little closer to her just as you're learning about yourself. And so Leo? Yeah, I hope people, you know, leave inspired leave inspired to learn more about Ms. Warwick, leave inspired to use their platform, whether it be social media or the arts to uplift, educate and unite people. Um, and uh, leave inspired to really tap more into the Newark art scene. It's such a vibrant community. And so we definitely want to amplify that as well. So the Newark art scene is quite vibrant now. Okay. Yeah, it's been vibing for a while, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, but I mean, I'm just thinking even at this, uh, with the COVID and everything, it's um, because I get emails and there's a lot going on there. Now, Levette, you've already said what uh, basically uh, things about Miss Warwick. But what does the legacy of Miss Warwick mean to you besides the? Um, to me personally, uh, that even, you know, as we get older, you know, life isn't over. Uh, she's kind of had this renewed interest in her through her Twitter account uh, that, um, even in my own visual art circle, I look at other artists that never got the credit they deserve getting their credit late in life. Uh, even myself, I'm considered, you know, kind of a black unicorn. I'm kind of older to be in the art world doing what I'm doing at this point and doing it full time. So just being inspired to just be your authentic self and, you know, uh, don't give up, keep persevering and realize that life has got a whole bunch of ups and downs. And as long as you're true, um, own your truth, uh, you're going to be able to be successful in whatever you do. And success doesn't always have to be monetary. It doesn't always have to be with how many likes you get. Uh, if you reach one person with what you do, you're successful. I'm in total agreement. That is something because uh, I'm a mentor and I say just one person because that person spreads it all. Now, what is the most important thing in life 
that you want to do that you have not done? I mean, you're young, so you have lots of years ahead. What is it? Mm, I have a bucket list. (laughs) I have a bucket list. Uh, I have so many things I still want to do. A lot of things that are coming about are working towards it. Uh, I want more work in Europe. I want uh, uh, more more of my work to be seen in more um, larger institutions of art. Uh, I think back to my first experience seeing art, which was in the North Museum of Art. And uh, the, I never knew that Black people did art until I went to the North Museum of Art. Uh, I had heard about them, but I had never actually seen it in person. So that's very important to me to have my work held in, you know, museum and institutional collections. Uh, It's not necessarily to be in celebrity homes. It's more or less just to be seen, just have people really see what I do. Um, As you mentioned, I work on fences. And the point of me working on fences is because as a people, we've been kept out for so long, looking from the outside in. And uh, sometimes that we don't realize that the outside is also looking at us. So the symbolic reference of my fences is really something I think should be seen more. And so just to be seen. It's a powerful statement. And I used to always tell my living artists, because I did a lot of dead artists, to keep your art on the wall. And historically, artists have told the stories, the history, etc. Now, what are you most proud of? Personally, my kids, my granddaughter, um, uh, my husband, my family, uh, Professionally, I think the biggest moment for me was when I made a work of art for the Time Magazine cover, which was huge, Uh, you know, and I have to sometimes when I'm feeling like, oh, I'm not getting, you know, enough scene and enough work or I don't have enough likes on Instagram or Facebook or whatever social media I'm looking at. And then I have to say, but all these other people. How many of them have a piece of work that's been on the cover of Time magazine? On March 2020, no less. Yes. During during the pandemic. Yes, yes. March 2020. When I tell people to speak about themselves, I really mean that you should do that because if you don't, nobody else will. So, Solia, Solia, where are you? I'm here. Oh, good. If you were not a journalist and doing what you do, what would you be doing? Well, I'm no longer a journalist. Um, I gave that up a few years ago. Um, you, excuse me. I apologize. You gave it up completely. Yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe you just set it aside momentarily. I, I intended to set this time momentarily and then I never went back. <laughs> so okay. you know, I'm not saying I'll never, I'll never, you know, do journalism again, but um, as of now, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing in terms of curating 
uh, which is like a catch-all for, you know, me producing events and exhibitions and whatnot. So but tell me um, about it. Tell, tell, tell our audience, not everything, because I want to go home tonight, <laughs> but some things, you know, just what you're doing and, and, um, and would you like to, since you put the journalism aside and you're now doing the exhibitions, et cetera, um, you know, maybe there's something else that you haven't done, just like uh, Levette has a bucket list. Can you tell me? Yeah, um, I think, you know, I'd love to live in another place or country for at least a year and see what it's like, maybe Johannesburg or London or something like that. But I'll, but outside of that, I think um, definitely I agree with Lavette in terms of just you want to continuously elevate your career and your platform and reach larger and bigger platforms just because that means you have visibility with more people, right? Because you want to share your message and work as large as possible. And then also uh, the legacy building, you know, it's so important that we uh, document our work preserve it. Um, so I'm working a lot on that as well. Okay. So how have you been able to keep yourself busy and stay focused on the work and not the play? You're so young. You could be partying your life away, but you seem to be very focused. But I still think you're partying. No, well, you have to. You have to live life. I, I love to dance. So, you know, you have to make time for the things you enjoy. It's about balance. Um, I'm sorry, what was the question? How am I? How are you? You look focused. So what yeah. have you been able to keep? How have you been able to keep yourself busy and stay focused on the work and, and not uh, just playing when I say playing? That means enjoying yourself because yeah. you're so young. You know, I think it's, it's about my upbringing, you know, my mom instilled values and my dad instilled values of, you know, hard work. And, and um, I think that just stayed with me. So I'm, you know, I'm disciplined in, in that way, um, but I'm also balanced. So I try to make as much time for play as I can. Um, and when you enjoy what you do, when you're passionate about it, it just, it sort of naturally um, stays with you, you know, naturally motivates you as long as you don't have to deal with too many of the crazy politics involved in any industry. <laughs> so, yeah. Just don't go into politics and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've been seeing a lot of artwork lately that's, as usual, I mean, it goes back to the uh, 20s of the artists that are doing a lot of political things. I mean, you can look at artwork and say, uh-huh, knew where he was, uh-huh knew what he read and so forth, or he or she, whatever. And uh, getting back to what Levette said, she did not know. Well, we have a lot of artists that go back to the 1900s. And uh, women, um, they picketed the, um, one of the museums here in New York to get more women into the museums. So I'm listening to the two of you and and I'm just like, my heart is like just going out to both of you and I'm just thanking you. But I, at the moment, 
have to go to a, take a commercial break. So please stay with us on the Foxworth Theory, and we will be back shortly. When we felt like we didn't have anything, it was music that gave us a voice. We could tell each other in a song, but we couldn't say in words. Learning music changed us, making us even smarter. We learned to harmonize together. And now we can go anywhere, anywhere our dreams take us. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to the Foxworth Theory with Eugenia Foxworth. Now, back to this week's show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Foxworth Theory and to... Solio and Levette Ballard, two amazing young rising stars, or shall I say they are there, but they're continuing to move. So at this time, I have a question, of course. What do you want the world to know most about you? Either one of you can answer this, both of you, I mean, whenever you want <laughs> I, I can start. I said, you know, I just want them to know about my work. Um, I think through my work, you can learn about me, but it's, it's really about the work that I put out, you know, with the exhibitions and um, even the, the previous journalism stuff. Um, yeah, I think I can learn a lot through the work. Levette? Uh, I just... Same thing I teach my kids. There's never too late. Uh, you know, I went to school and got a undergrad degree, a mass, two master's degrees um, later in my life. Uh, I had already doing this while I was a mother with a toddler, a kid and a teenager and a husband at home. Um, and I'm still doing all of this, you know, uh, it's never too late. Uh, follow your dreams and realize that uh, just like in your dreams, sometimes you can have a little bit of nightmares in there, learn from them and keep going. Uh, I think that's the most important thing that I want to leave behind and know your history. That's even in my work, I'm always talking about the history. Know your history and don't be afraid of it and own your history, whether it's good or bad, own it. Uh, you know, we as a people, um, sometimes you have to own the good things with the bad and realize that that's what made you what you are and what brought you to where you're at. So, yeah. No, you. Thank you. And 
You know, I'm not letting you out of this, Solio. <laughs> I saw you disappear briefly. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I think I answered. I did answer the question, right? What would you like to change? Oh, what, what would I like to change? About yeah, what? Yeah, if you could change anything in the world. Oh. <laughs> what would you like to change? What would it be? Um, oh. I would change something about our system. Um, the, the capitalist system just needs a, a lot of change. Um, there needs to be a greater balance um, of support for the people, greater uh, redistribution of power and wealth. Um, so, you know, these are things that are like, I'm starting to like wrestle with and think about more deeply. So I can't fully like articulate Exactly. But I just know that because we've seen during the COVID-19 pandemic, as it highlighted, you know, the way things are, are not really sustainable. They're not great for a lot of people. A lot of people are suffering economically and, and things. So I think changing that is, is really important. Um, yeah. I think your articulation was spot on. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, getting back to both of you, how can people follow you and what are you doing on social media? Now, don't, don't uh, you know, tug, do a tug of war to see who's going first. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not doing TikTok dances, <laughs> but um, you can follow me on Probably IG is uh, the best place to follow me. So that's at Solio Universe, S-O-U-L-E-O -L -L Universe. And I just, you know, um, share a lot of information about my various projects. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's basically uh, Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook sometimes. Uh Instagram, you can follow me on the vet ballad art. And I do have some TikToks, no dancing. <laughs> no, don't do the dancing. Uh, and, uh, but basically the same as Solio. I'm majority on Instagram. I mean, it's all about the photos. It's all about the imagery. So that's really the best forum for me as a visual artist. Personally, my kids, my granddaughter, um, uh, my husband, my family. Uh, professionally, I think the biggest moment for me was when I made a work of art for the Time magazine cover, which was huge. Uh, you know, and I have to sometimes when I'm feeling like, oh, I'm not getting, you know, enough scene and enough work or I don't have enough likes on Instagram or Facebook or whatever social media I'm looking at. And then I have to say, but all these other people, how many of them have a piece of work that's been on the cover of Time magazine? On March 2020, no less. Yes. Okay. During, during yes, the pandemic. March, yes, yes. March 2020. When I tell people to speak about themselves, I really mean that you should do that because if you don't, nobody else will. So, Solia, Solia, yes. where are you? I'm here. Oh, good. 
if you were not a journalist and doing what you do, what would you be doing? Well, I'm no longer a journalist. Um, I gave that up a few years ago. Um, you, excuse me. I apologize. You gave it up completely. Yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe you just set it aside momentarily. I, I intended to set this time momentarily and then I never went back. <laughs> so okay. you know, I'm not saying I'll never, I'll never, you know, do journalism again, but um, as of now, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing in terms of curating, uh, which is like a catch all for, you know, me producing events and exhibitions and whatnot. So but tell me um, about it. Tell, tell, tell our audience, not everything. Cause I want to go home tonight. <laughs> But some things, you know, just what you're doing and and uh, and would you like to, since you put the journalism aside and you're now doing the exhibitions, et cetera, um, you know, maybe there's something else that you haven't done, just like uh, Levette has a bucket list. Can you tell me? Yeah, um, I think, you know, I'd love to live in another place or country for at least a year and see what it's like, maybe Johannesburg or London or something like that. But I'll, but outside of that, I think um, definitely I agree with Levette in terms of just you want to continuously elevate your career and your platform and reach larger and bigger platforms just because that means you have visibility with more people, right? Because you want to share your message and work as large as possible. And then also... Uh, the legacy building, you know, it's so important that we uh, document our work, preserve it. Um, so I'm working a lot on that as well. Okay. So how have you been able to keep yourself busy and stay focused on the work and not the play? You're so young. You could be partying your life away, but you seem to be very focused. But I still think you're partying. No, well, you have to. You have to live life. I, I love to dance. So, you know, you have to make time for the things you enjoy. It's about balance. Um, I'm sorry. What was the question? How am I? How are you? You look focused. So what yeah. have you been able to keep? How have you been able to keep yourself busy and stay focused on the work and, and not uh, just playing? When I say playing, that means enjoying yourself. Because yeah. you're so young. You know, I think it's it's about my upbringing. You know, I, my mom instilled values and my dad instilled values of, you know, hard work. And and um, I think that just stayed with me. So, I'm you know, I'm disciplined in, in that way. Um, but I'm also balanced. So I try to make as much time for play as I can. Um, and when you enjoy what you do, when you're passionate about it, it just is sort of naturally... Um, stays with you, you know, naturally motivates you as long as you don't have to deal with too many of the crazy politics involved in any industry. <laughs> so, yeah. Just don't go into politics and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've been seeing a lot of artwork lately that's as usual. I mean, it goes back to the uh, 20s of the artists that are doing a lot of political things. I mean, you can look at artwork as, uh-huh, knew where he was, uh-huh, knew what he read and so forth, or he or she, whatever. 
And uh, getting back to what Lavette said, she did not know. Well, we have a lot of artists that go back to the 1900s. And uh, women, um, they picketed the, um, one of the museums here in New York to get more women into the museums. So I'm listening to the two of you and, and I'm just like, my heart is like just going out to both of you and I'm just thanking you. But I, at the moment, have to go to a, take a commercial break. So please stay with us on the Foxworth Theory and we will be back shortly. Well, I thank you both and Solio, I apologize, but I was following your name, I thought phonetically, okay. but I finally got it right. And uh, I'm sure everybody else in the listening audience got it right as well, because they're saying, my God, can't she get it together? And Levette, I thank you for being on as well. I thank you both. I'm looking forward to um, when the project is completed. And I would love to come. Of course, I will. And I'd like to thank our audience for being here and watching the Foxworth and listening to the Foxworth theory. I look forward to you tuning in. We're on every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'd like to thank my team. I'd like to thank the Harlem America Digital Network and the Voice America. Thank you all, travel safely, be well, and I hope to see you all soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Dr. Teresa Smith, the Associate Dean of Graduate Medical Education at SUNY Downstate Health Sciences University. There's a lot of misinformation about the COVID-19 vaccine, so it's critical that you get the facts from sources you can trust. Here's one misconception, that the vaccine will alter your DNA. This is false. The current vaccines are mRNA vaccines, which provide a genetic code for your body to produce a protein. In this case, the COVID spike. Once that genetic code is done producing the COVID spike protein, it's eventually degraded by your body, and therefore it does not stick around, and it cannot change your DNA. The ultimate goal is to have your body develop an immune system response to those COVID spikes by forming antibodies against it. With this immune system memory, every time your body sees COVID, you will have fighter antibodies that remember the COVID spikes. This will protect you from getting lethally sick. That's the truth. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe, effective, and our best chances at protecting ourselves and getting back to normal. So before you make up your mind, know your facts. Thank you for listening to the Foxworth Theory. Be sure to join us for new shows every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And the shows are also available on the Harlem America Digital Network. We'll talk again next week. <laughs>